0: Nicely, it's the true and Fuse show, the true infusion, the true and Fuse show. show. The and show. Yeah, clean up nicely. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. 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 What's up? How you doing? Hey, good morning. How are you? Good afternoon. So I don't know if anybody always knows this, but, you know, if you're listening and you haven't clued in to the fact that Drew's on the, the West Coast and I'm on the East Coast and we're always on two different time zones when we're doing this, well, now you know, and you clearly aren't a very good listener if you didn't know that. But uh, what's up? I am fusamania and this yeah. is...
2: I'm Drew Pierce from Long Beach, California <laughs> And uh,
1: we are the Drew and Few Show And uh, we just want to say thank you guys To everybody who's been listening And tuning in and reaching out And reposting and commenting And all that good stuff Because we appreciate it uh, That's why we do it Is for the other DJs And everybody to uh, to hopefully learn some stuff Or you know at least be entertained some how was your weekend you you traveled this weekend right
2: i got back from florida it was uh it was a good wedding it was um it was an interesting one played um man a lot of r&b and reggae which i never get to do but um the groom was jamaican and it was it was actually dope i got to dig deep in the the crates and do uh like a cool cool reggae set a little bit of Afrobeat. it was uh it was fun. It was a great wedding. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy that weekend's over because it was a lot of traveling and no sleep. I feel you, you. I did.
1: I did the uh, the bar on Friday. I did the club Saturday night and then I did a day party on Sunday, which was pretty cool. You know, it's like a one off thing at an outside bar here. And I kind of just did my thing and got to play like some music that i don't always get to play you know it was more of a kind of chill vibe so i just kind of did whatever but it was nice because haven't got to play out like that in a while you know
2: yeah that was like this wedding i'm telling you it was it was it was interesting i was the peak hour playing um what was it murder she Wrote, and everybody falls in love sometimes and it was uh it was it was fun man
1: Going crazy, and they enjoyed it. It wasn't just like,
2: Oh, you're working in Murder, she wrote just to work (laughs) something in. No, actually, when I changed it, uh, I went into something different. The the groom came up, he's like, Bro, back to reggae. like, Sold here we go. (laughs) Reggae, it is Uh,
1: real quick before we bring on our guest today. I just want to shout out uh, a couple sponsors. Uh, we do have uh, a promo code for DMS if you guys are not on DMS yet. Um, use the promo code Show that will get you 30% off your first month. As we always say, we recommend carrying multiple record pools. So if you're using another pool, it's probably a good idea to check this out as well if you haven't checked out DMS yet. Also, we have an affiliate link for the photo booth supply in the comments below. If you're in the market for a photo booth, you should check that out. Also, want to shout out our friends over at Club Cannon. If you're in the need for any cryo effects, make sure you check them out. And also, we are not sponsored by Liquid Death. We are not sponsored by Liquid Death. Maybe one day we will be, but right now we're not. I just got myself just douched all over myself there. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we got a great guest for you guys today. Uh, He's an American DJ, an American DJ, not an Australian DJ, from San Diego. Big in Australia, though. He's a co-creator. Of a dance music act called All Gold. He's also the creator of the iTunes podcast, AGR Workout. He's also a member of the Tasteless Gentleman Show. He's held major club residencies all around the United States. Uh, he shared a residency at a spot that I used to play at, um, and maybe we'll talk about that a little bit. Please help us welcome uh, DJ Shoney.
0: Yo, what's up, guys? What's up? What's Should up, I clap dude? For myself. <laughs> how you guys doing man thanks for having me on the show i appreciate it thank you for being big on fans. we appreciate you
2: yeah big fan i always followed your uh always followed your instagram and you know followed you on all the social medias just recently started listening to your podcast which i'm a giant fan of it's really good so if you guys aren't listening to that it's a uh, past present and past and present past and present showing yeah. it's awesome uh you guys cover everything really <laughs> at any points i think i listened to uh you know you were you were on some tv show you just talk about just shit that you have you've done in in the scene and whatnot so it's it's really good you guys should check it out make sure you follow it
0: do you guys have kids because you didn't have the kids in the room when you're listening to the podcast right
2: <laughs>
1: I, no kids for me <laughs> good all right good 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 yeah thanks for
2: checking that out i appreciate it yeah i i do have a 13 year old but you know um I like to listen to podcasts when I'm flying. It's, it's just something that I, I like to turn off and not do work or do anything else and just, you know, kind of be entertained. So I enjoy it. Good. Good.
0: Well, like I said, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. I, I, I want to ask you guys this, who did your guys's intro music? Cause that is a banger <laughs> <laughs>
1: phrase phrase. Did it, uh, phrase really on DMS? Yeah. yeah. That's him
2: phrase. Uh,
0: F R a Z E phrase. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Oh shit. That's awesome. Yep.
2: Basically, we just told him, hey, uh, this is we just need something. And we were going to shoot the, the pictures for it. <laughs> and this old lady walked up and goes, oh, you boys clean up nicely wearing these shitty tuxedo shirts. And so we just thought it was funny as shit. And so we we said, hey, make this song and then say this in it. And th- he made that from scratch really that's that's
0: great that's great i thought maybe you guys got it off like fiverr or something because like fiverr has some pretty like fire stuff but that's yeah i really enjoy that that was great
2: we have a new one coming uh soon we have someone kind of produce this we haven't put it out yet but it's going to be our closing theme uh it's a little bit more punk rock a little bit harder but yeah we're gonna throw that out here soon okay
0: i like that yeah i uh i don't even have a an opening song for my podcast i need to do that but Like I said before, I'm a perfectionist, so it's like I can't commit to making my own song and putting it on my podcast and hearing it every episode (laughs) and just being like, oh, I should have changed this. or I should have changed that. So I think I need to go your guys's route and just get the homie to produce something for me. You know,
1: what's what's crazy is he sent it over and we like this is perfect. Don't do anything like this is like there was no changes, no nothing, (laughs) which is like how many times does that happen where you get something
0: the first time where you're like. That's it. It's amazing. That's a, uh, that's a miracle. I think they call that a miracle. <laughs> <laughs>
2: totally. Sometimes the best things come from that shit. It's just last minute, but you know, listen to your podcast a bunch. I, I did like the, just the natural progression. You, you, it almost felt like you guys were mid conversation and then just someone d- decided to hit record <laughs> and Then it was just going oh. on with the thing. So that's, that's one thing I found
0: early on in the
2: podcasting life,
0: I guess if you want to call it. Um, we never we would have guests on and i never knew if the guests like have done a podcast before so i started noticing that if we didn't went like all right three two and one it would make people nervous they'd like clam up and be like oh and then it would get really like robotic so what we started doing was just i would fucking press record before they even came into the studio and sit down and we're bullshitting and obviously if they say something that they don't want to have you know on the episode i'll delete it but we would just be like all right you know let's start and they're okay cool and we wouldn't even do an intro because i don't know some people just can't they're like oh like even me sometimes like i'm sitting here you know in the waiting room i guess if you will of restream watching you guys do the intro and i'm getting kind of nervous like oh fuck like should i like run in you know like (laughs) like i'm on the ellen show (laughs) um yeah so (laughs) I don't know, man. I uh, hey, I've known all like those, yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank <laughs> you. I've uh, <laughs> I've known a That's lot a of those good people, idea. right? I've known a lot of those people on my podcast um, for like over a decade. So for the regulars that I have on, yeah, it's it's super smooth. It's basically like we're bullshitting, you know. But uh, yeah, so it's fun, man. It's kind of like uh, it's kind of like therapy. I don't know if it's like that for you guys, but. You know, talking to you know some of your best friends and just bullshitting, and then getting to put it on YouTube or iTunes, and then people like actually like it, <laughs> and you're like, oh yeah,
2: cool. Or even people that we don't know. Like I, again, I've been a fan of yours. I we kind of know each other. I message you here and there over the years but uh just getting to chat with you it's super i was just talking about this on the last couple episodes it's 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 my piece right djing is is fun it's a job it's great i made a career out of it but it's it's become work so this is just fuck it let's just hang out and bullshit I like preach it. preach
0: king <laughs>
1: yeah i that's what we've talked about like this will be episode 41 so we're getting close to doing it uh, for a year now we've done it one a one a week and it's like it's been a lot of work and I'm sure you know how much work it can be but it's it's been like kind of uh I was burnt out even through like the pandemic and like starting DJing again I was kind of burnt out and now I feel like it's kind of renewed my my interest and love for it in a different way. You know when I go out and DJ now like it's more fun just because I'm always you know, we've always got new songs or somebody said, oh, you should play this or try that. And I'm always like, oh, I'm interested. I'm going to play that tonight or whatever. And it's just been great for that uh, in a lot of ways.
0: So, so do you feel like uh, the pandemic gave you like a, a good break? I mean, I think honestly, a lot of DJs think that. But personally, for you guys, when you came back, was it like the fire was like reignited?
1: Uh, I would say somewhat. Yes. And then somewhat. No, it created this like for me. Where there was just like a lot of asshole people, uh, you know, it's like you had such disparity of like what was going on in the world of like, we're fine, we're not going to get sick and die. And then there was like this other far end of like, everybody's going to die, you know, and it's like, this is great to get back to work. And in other ways, I'm like, I fucking hate people. Well, you it's know. funny
0: how we forgot, at least I did. I forgot about a lot of the shitty stuff in nightlife, like when I had that year off. And then you start like fantasizing in your head about it, like, oh man, you know, it was I think it was like a good what 13 months of like not DJing, I'm pretty sure for everyone. I could say like a solid say a solid longer. year. Yeah, at least was yeah. it longer? I mean, uh, I was back on the fucking streets, like once shit started opening,
2: I was like. Let me know when I'm down. (laughs) Yeah. I I started traveling because I was like, let me out of here. Fuck this. Fuck California. Because California sucked for a long time.
0: Yeah, it kind of sucks, man.
2: I mean, I love California. This is where I grew up. But at the
0: same time, I feel like it's because we're getting older. We're starting to notice things we didn't notice when we were in like our 20s. You know, and we're getting older, like oh, our things aren't the same anymore. And it's like, no, they've always been the same. We're just getting old. We're paying attention to politics. We're paying attention to our taxes and gas prices. And we're getting uh, we're getting bitter, you know?
1: Yeah, I was doing some gigs like once kind of things open back up here and there to like people sitting down. You know how that was like the rule people have to be seated at, seated at a table.
0: God, that was such know. a fucking weird time, dude. Like, it was. You had to like enter the bar, a club, and they'd have to, or the bar. Like, we have a lot of outside bars in San Diego, and security would have to like escort you to your table. And if you got up, you had to put a mask on. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, this shit was like, it was just a weird, weird. time, man. It was a really weird, weird. time.
1: Weird. I forget who I was saying this to the other day, but I live in a. A twenty, uh, it's twenty-story building. Uh, it's a condo building, and um, during the whole thing, you could have whoever over to your 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 condo, right? You could have, I could have all of you guys and ten more people over. But if you ordered Uber Eats, they couldn't come in the building. I'm like, how the <laughs> fuck does that make any
0: sense? Like, <clears throat> but uh, yeah. there's so much what, arbitrary I had, shit. Yeah, I had a good. I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be 100 percent honest with you guys. I had a good two and a half weeks when we got back. When I was like all fucking rainbows and unicorn farts, homie, like it was like, oh look at these people, like they're so happy. We're 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 one big family at these clubs and bars. Like it's so fun. And then two weeks of that, and then a couple bad bunny requests, and somebody spilled a drink on the turntable. I'm like, you know what? Fuck these motherfuckers. I'm not. I don't want to be back. Fuck. But it was a little like it was rejuvenating to be back a year off was cool you know but uh yeah all those all those issues just came back full force and it was like oh man give me a fucking break here like and then like so my agency sleeping giant music apparently we had like a lot of djs that were hobbyists and they were like i'm done like after the pandemic i'm not gonna i need to get a real job which good on them cool But when we came back, there was only so many DJs, and we had all these fucking contracts and um, gigs to like fill. And I think we lost, not lost, but the DJs just fucking stopped DJing and they quit. Um, Maybe like five to seven DJs, which our roster's not huge, our local roster. And uh, so, dude, it was like the first month back. I had like a Sunday where each Sunday for the month I was pulling a triple which was just like a, a brunch. And then I had a 30 minute break and I had to like walk like four blocks in Pacific beach, do another venue, get two hours off, and then go head to a nightclub. And that was for a month straight. And I was just picking up slack for the DJs that were done with DJing. But uh, yeah, I mean, and that, and that's when I got fucking, you know, the vid was, you know, that, that first time when I was back because my body, I was just, I wasn't getting any sleep, so I got that out of the way, but it was uh it was wild coming back. It was it was nonstop DJing.
2: I I still notice it to this day. There's a lot less DJs and I'm I'm okay with it. <laughs> I like it. I ain't yeah, man, mad about like it. Yeah, man,
0: it's like fucking uh, Thanos just kind of came out and the DJs Thanos yeah. came out and snapped and not not half, but you know, that's cool.
2: Yeah, I ain't mad about DJ Thanos <laughs> coming back. <laughs> We um, you know what? We just want to. We're talking about being a little awkward at the beginning of the podcast. We want to let's shake it up and we just try and uh, do a rapid fire. We we'll run through a bunch of questions. Wait, who's right. who yeah. is awkward? Who's awkward? No, no not you're not you. awkward. You're not. No, we're okay. talking about just, you know how all we the talking. other people being awkward.
0: Oh, really? Yeah.
2: Oh, like, gotcha, yeah. This gotcha. is
1: our. This is kind of our way of like breaking the ice a little bit. But with you, we're, we're, we're doing it a little different. We only have Uh-oh. a few rapid fire questions. And, you know, the rapid fire actually usually turns into
0: not so rapid fire. Uh, Shoot him. Shoot him at me, bro. Come on. Oh, really? We're going
1: to play this segment video real quick. So here we go.
0: Uh-oh. What is this ra- What is this rated?
2: This is Arnold here, the movie star twins and kindergarten
0: cop. Drew and Fuse are going to ask you a series of questions, and I want you to answer them immediately. Don't bullshit them. Answer the questions.
1: Hurry! I'm after the chopper. It's now time for rapid fire. (laughs) All right. That was was our friend Arnold uh, with that segment video. He called in. (laughs) He called into the show. Uh, he left us that for us and uh yeah you guys has got a back. big
2: budget
0: man big budget over here <laughs> i like it yeah the production
1: team you know they said we we couldn't spend that much but they gave us a little bit you know <laughs> uh, so is there anything that you currently like to listen to um that you know maybe podcasts music anything i, I we Spotify, get the answer a lot. Of- apple music yeah, your yeah. Favorite,
2: yeah. Uh, what are you the, listening the to plat- right now platform wise or on your music, off time, just, just yeah. music that you recommend to people that should be checking out. Anything. Oh,
0: well, I'm a huge fan of metal and like emo and pop punk. Um, shit, man. Let me see. Let me check my uh, Spotify. Oh, this, does this have to be like super quick? No. no. Or, I don't know. if <laughs> I didn't know if I, Arnold had me on a timer or something. <laughs> um,
2: it's not let's a see. Uh, Hurry up.
0: <laughs> um, I'd say like, you know, machine gun kelly i know he's like super like pop right now but i really appreciate all the stuff he's doing uh some throwback shit like limp biscuit came out with an album last year i listen to that i like it i like what they're doing um there's a lot of new um stand atlantic is an australian um pop punk band that's really, like really dope i've been listening to them like non-stop drake's al- album blue so i'm
2: fucking fred durst got that, that. Fred Durst had that whole outfit where he was going dad, uh, like undercover dad with the wig and the, and the glasses. We never got to see what came of that. Right. They were, they were, they were about to start touring. He was going full dad mode and then they just pulled the plug on it. Yeah. I feel like that was
0: just for, um, just for that concert or that tour or something. Well, I mean, Uh, their single is uh, their single was dad rock or what was it? Something dad. Um, so I think maybe he was kind of promoting their single on the album, but very poorly. Um, but I don't know, man, I have always followed Limp Bizkit. There's a, they're, they're a huge part of, uh, my childhood. So I, they come out with album. I'm going to listen to it. Um, some other bands I got, uh, motionless and white. They've been around for a minute. Lights is like, uh, her name's lights. She's like a female artist. Super fucking dope. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of Ruby Rose. She's got some dope, like, uh, some dope slappers like the chick from uh orange is the new black uh no the rapper wait was she in orange isn't the ruby rose that dj chick uh that might be her name i'm talking about the the rapper i think okay she's, okay she's uh, i think it's different but i think i know who you're talking about from that show uh creature canyon they're a local local band around here um other than that yeah spotify that's what i got in my library right now
2: that was dad vibes that was that Limp Biscuit. Yeah, Dad
0: job. Vibes for for their single for Limp Biscuit. So I think that's what he was uh he was doing. But
2: yeah, and Ruby li- Ruby Rose was big for uh she was into DJing and she was in the John Wick at one point. She she didn't talk. She was kind of a bad person. Uh um, Yeah, she was but, uh, she was mute. I think she was like mute or something in that in that movie. I'm not I'm not, was, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not just, joking, bro. No, you're I mean, not. Was she was playing, playing like a mute killer. Yeah. <clears throat>
1: Uh, do you have a favorite producer like a uh, remixer or anything like that
0: um oh geez anybody uh so i'm just thinking of names like in serata right now that i see and i'm like gotta play it uh wookie i'm a huge fan of wookie <clears throat> okay <clears throat> just as a producer like his fucking sounds just slap so fucking hard my boy uh cheyenne giles and knock two yes. yeah. both uh good friends of mine they were They were part of the group we were in all gold. Those three of us. Mm -hmm. So obviously those guys are fucking murdering it. Cheyenne is DJing with like Tiesto and um, all these other huge names, but actually funny story. I don't know if you guys have ever met Cheyenne, but back in the MySpace days, this is when we kind of like right after we all started DJing in his MySpace bio, it said protege to Tiesto or Tiesto's protege or something. And we all like laughed. We did, we didn't like laugh in his face. It was behind his back, you know. So it was okay. <laughs> and we're like, dude, "Did you see fucking Cheyenne's like you know <laughs> bio?" And we're like, "Yeah, dude, what the fuck?" Like, and this is when we first started like production, uh, like producing stuff. So it was like we all sucked. So we're like, "Yeah, Tiesto's Protoche, cool." But literally like ten or twelve years later, this dude is like signed on Tiesto's label, and he's uh he's DJing. I forget the two guys. It's like a DJ group, but uh. He's DJing with them. He did like Tomorrowland. He did EDC. And same with Knock 2. Like, it's crazy. So, uh, them and Wookiee. Uh, Dylan Francis got some pretty dope shit, you know? Production. Yeah. yeah, all
1: of Cheyenne stuff that I see like the email come through and I'm like, oop, download every time. Yeah. I'm
0: like, <laughs> well, well, Cheyenne is like, Unlike some producers, like some producers, like, you know, Nicky Romero or like even when Avicii was alive, like they weren't DJs first, they were producers first, but Cheyenne was a DJ or he still is a DJ, but it was just strictly college bars and nightclubs for like 10 years. And then he started getting into production. So all those, all those years of playing at like clubs and night and, uh, and bars having to play stuff for people and know, What to play when top 40s make sure it's current, make sure people can sing along. That really helped him write his music and do remixes because not only does he have respect from like other huge producers like fucking Tiesto or like Dylan Francis or Diplo, he has the respect from DJs like us, like that are like, Oh, I that's an EDC banger, I get it, but he made it to where we can play it at a college bar or at a nightclub, you know. So that's why I'm super stoked on shine's career and just him as a person like he's, he's doing very well for himself
1: that's awesome yeah
0: yeah and it, you can i
1: feel like you can always kind of tell that with guys who were kind of djs first with their music you're like when or if like you don't know and then you find out you're like well that makes sense because all of his stuff the way he makes it is you know makes sense in that way so
0: yeah just like little things like shorter buildups and you know, just like getting the chorus, uh, you know, just using the chorus in a remix for a song, you know, not the whole verse then. And he knows that, you know, the second verse, like no one ever fucking plays it. DJs don't play it. So he doesn't include that in his remix, just like little things that really help, uh, you know, mostly like open format, you know, club DJs and stuff. So, totally. well, I think
2: most of the guys you just mentioned were uh, DJs. Even Tiesto was really a DJ, you know, uh, at the very beginning stages of it he was playing vinyl and he was playing his own shit but he was still like a dj coming up and dylan francis i think was just playing in hollywood before he kind of blew up with his own production stuff so
1: we got this question and it's a question that we ask everybody and it always uh gets an interesting answer and uh we're gonna make a t-shirt from it one day um but what is the best non-curse
0: word one word insult scallywag i was hoping i was hoping you guys asked me this i saw another episode and i was like scallywag is like my favorite word to call someone and they just kind of look at you like the fuck like i think i the first time i heard scallywag was uh on uh mrs doubtfire at the end of the movie and robin williams boss or mrs doubtfire's boss asked him where he's been and he was like, he's like, I was in the bathroom. Uh, I saw uh, an ex of mine. She's a waitress. And uh, we, you know, in the bathroom, he's like, you scallywag. <laughs> so that's my favorite, like, non-curse word. Call people scallywags. <laughs> and they're like, the some people get, like, heated over it. They're like, the fuck <laughs> you just call me? So <laughs> thanks for
1: that's asking that. That's an amazing one. Yeah, that's right? a
2: great one. Yeah, that's, totally. That's one of my favorite ones, definitely.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the uh go to San Diego area food spot you were to take somebody that's not a non-local to try like something local.
0: Oh wow. Um I was never really into Hawaiian food until I went to this spot in Pacific Beach called Leilani's and it is amazing. Like I I go there once a week at least, and it's like a lunch, like a lunch brunch spot. They close at 2 p.m but they have such a wide menu and so many good things. Although I only get the same dish every time. Um, What's that? Uh, I get Hilo um, loco moco Hilo style, which is like, I don't know if I think that's pretty popular, right? Um, it's like rice, hamburger, patty, gravy. Um, like it's like Portuguese linguisa or something. Um, and then I get like musubi on the, on the side. Um, it's just really good. It's so fresh. Sometimes they burn the rice a little bit around the edges, so it's, like, kind of crispy. That spot, and then there's uh, Miss B's Coconut Club. It's, like, a kind of Caribbean restaurant. It's literally, like, two blocks, not even two blocks, like, one block away from the beach in uh, Mission Beach. So those are probably my two favorite spots. And then uh, there's a really good Carl's Jr. down the street. I hit that one up every once (laughs) in a while. (laughs) Good. Good. It like Drew
1: with his uh two dollar <laughs> Jack in the Box tacos or whatever. Oh yeah, uh, dude, those
2: are so good. <laughs> so good. A little ranch, a little ranch. I, he yeah. he took
1: me there and he was like, Are you hungry? I'm kind of hungry. I need a snack. And I was like, Yeah, I'm always down to eat. And he's like, You probably won't like it. And then, like, he we get back to his house and he's crushing these fucking dollar tacos with ranch. And Bro, I'm like, like super Bro, you soft and you don't like the t- – he's got it doused in the ranch. I'm like, you like the ranch. That's yeah, you what like
0: this. Ra- that's one thing about ranch, man. It's like you can put it on anything and then you start noticing you put more and more on. And it's like, damn, dude, what ha- what happened to the days where you just like dip it a little bit and just be like, damn, that's good. Shit, man. Well that, you got to make some you know, like ranch taco. popsicles.
2: <laughs> that taco is like soggy as fuck, and then it's like crispy on the outside, and that's about it. Like it's it's. Well, not they make good. that it's... they make that shit in like science labs, and it's like
0: perfectly made to like quench all our fucking like needs and like what what it feels like in your mouth and what it tastes like and what what the aftertaste is like. But I will say, man, Jack and the Boss tacos are fucking bomb, dude. They're shit food, but they're really good. But you gotta watch out because if someone's like, yo, you wanna go with some tacos. And you take them to Jack in the Box, especially in San Diego, like you might
2: get hurt. Like they might hurt you. Be <laughs> <they're> like, nah, <laughs> you dude, these are tacos. <laughs> you didn't mention any tacos in San Diego, and I feel like that's kind of a must. Is is there at least one spot, or is I it? Mean, past? There, there's a lot of spots, man. But honestly,
0: I'm from Northern California, and I feel like Mexican food is way better in Northern California. Like I, I grew up in like Turlock, Series, um, and we have these like taco trucks up there and just the way they make their 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 like tacos and burritos are just so much better than i feel like it is in san diego i feel like we're spoiled in san diego, san diego and i feel like restaurant owners and like taco shop owners realize that there's just a bunch of rich white kids down there so they're like fuck it throw some <laughs> fucking french fries and some cheese and some half-assed carne asada and it, we'll call it a day and then as like, you know, a person that buys these these foods, you can't be like that burrito sucked because we're all like, yeah, burritos cool. So I, I honestly think like Mexican food's not that good in San Diego. A lot of people are going to disagree with me, but I just you can find dope restaurants, but like street tacos and shit, you got to go to TJ for that.
2: So uh, all right, I can I can feel it. Yeah, I haven't been to TJ in a while, but. um, I need to make a little trip over next time I go down to San Diego. When you were ever in this area, Cincinnati
1: area, did you ever uh, get to eat some Skyline chili? Me? Skyline
0: chili. What is that? Then the
1: answer is no, you didn't. No, (laughs) I I don't think uh, so. Wait,
0: what area are you talking about?
1: I'm in Cincinnati.
0: Cincinnati. Okay, that was a long time ago. Um, Yeah, it was a
1: while ago, yeah.
0: I don't think I ate the whole time I was in (laughs) Cincinnati.
1: Uh, so the Cincinnati, it's like Cincinnati style, chili, uh, skylines like there's two, there's gold star and skyline. There's a couple others. Um, but skyline's like the main one. And basically it's, it's chili on noodles with cheese. And some people put onions and some people put, uh, beans on it. That's why I was curious if you, if you got to try it, that's like our thing here. I
0: didn't, I, uh, man, I don't even know when I was out in Cincinnati, but I played it was a while uh, ago. I want to say it was like maybe 2010, 2011, actually, 2011, 2012. What, uh, what, what, I, I forget the name of the place. Um, Mount, Pavi-
1: Mount Adams Pavilion.
0: Yeah. Thank you. I remember yeah. coming up. You were there. You
1: played like a Thursday night or something there, I think. Super maybe.
0: slow Thursday night.
1: Yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. But, uh, we, we both played, uh, you would play a few times down at Trust in Lexington. I played down there, I think, once a month. That was a long time ago. I mean, the travel DJ thing then was way more popular, I feel like, than now. But at the same time, it was a lot harder harder then, you know? So it's pretty I mean, cool. I don't
0: know. I, I'm a firm believer in, like, things don't change. It's just people change. Like, we get older, and we look at things different. So I, I'm really, like weird when it comes to like talking about things like back in the day and like, well, it was, you know, different or was easier or harder. I was like, I don't know. It's, it's hard to not have a bias with that shit. I want to say it's harder, but then again, like I was younger and I, you know, don't have a lot of, I didn't have a lot of knowledge that I have right now. Not that, not, I'm not saying that it's like easy now, but um, it was a different game. Um, I, I was, I wasn't with sleeping giant yet. So that made it a little more difficult being on an agency Definitely makes it a little bit easier with traveling, for sure.
2: Mm-hmm. But,
0: uh, yeah, going out to Lexington was fun, man. Um, Trust Lounge was dope. I don't think it's there anymore, but uh, go for it.
2: No, I was going to say, how did some of that early traveling days come about? You said you weren't on the the Sleeping Giant roster, but, yeah, you're here. You're traveling around the country.
0: What did I do? I mean, every every it was case by case, but I think it was just through – uh dj like dj homies and i think when i first started dj in san diego san diego is like a revolving door there's people coming in leaving college kids i mean i don't know how many club managers or club owners have came in opened up a club and now they live in new york they shut the club down and i think i met like a lot of people when i first started dj in san diego and then people they all started spreading out over the united states And a lot of the gigs that I started getting were just people, uh, talent bookers hitting me up and be like, so-and-so that used to live in San Diego said, you're a dope DJ and we'd like to have you out here. And that was, there was probably a a four to five years of that. That was usually the case. So, and then it was just up to me to follow up and make sure everything, you know, the the, uh, budget was cool. Um, So it was a lot of that, you know, like, Hey, so-and-so said this. And then I wasn't really good at like selling myself at first. So I think a lot of people were like, "Hey, he's a good DJ. He's got neck tattoos. Let's book him." You know, and I was like, <laughs> I'm okay. still not
1: good at selling myself. I hate that part of it. I hate the sales. I, if I wanted to be a
0: salesman, I'd go sell some cars. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, but it I kind of that. sucks sometimes. It's a little weird. Yeah. It's a little fucking weird trying to sell yourself. That, but that's like I said. That's what's great about being a part part of an agency. Like I can see the emails, and I'm like, damn. Our sleeping, our sleeping giant agents, like they're fucking selling the shit out of me right now. Like, that's that's great. <laughs>
2: and yeah. and how long have you been on Sleeping Giant? It's been uh, they're a oh. pretty big they're they they are the San Diego brand, really. San Diego. Oh, based. for sure. Oh yeah. Sleeping giant's got San Diego on lock.
0: Um we have a LA office and a Miami office, too. And I know that we do, I mean, dude, Sleeping Giant does does bookings all around the world. But yeah, our main hub is San Diego, and then LA and Miami. I've been on Sleeping Giant for, I want to say four years. Like it hasn't been like that long, but I've known those guys for ever since I started DJing. You know, and it took it took a while actually. Excuse me, to talk to them and figure out a way because I was getting older, and I was like, man, I don't want to be chasing around these fucking invoices. I want to, I want to start DJing outside of San Diego more and not dealing with just, you know, just shit. Um, and so I would talk to them and be like, Hey, what does it take to be on the roster? And we, we'd have, we had multiple, probably over a dozen meetings over, you know, a couple of years. And then finally it got closer and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to do this. My whole, my whole thing was the 20%. I was like, I don't want anybody taking 20% of my fucking shit, you know, but let me tell you. That changed so much once I I was on the roster. I was like, oh, this ain't they they booked me so much more. Like, and it's funny because they would match almost like my intensity or my work. So if I would have a meeting with one of the agents and be like, hey man, I've really been working on this gig out in like Houston, Texas. Like, can you guys help me with this? And they'd be like, Yeah, of course. We can reach out, or we actually do know someone there. So it was like a it was a team effort and Things just got really easy and it was, it's more enjoyable, you know, when you don't have to deal with a lot of that stuff behind the, you know, or on the books type shit. And you could just show up to a gig and I don't have to fucking act like I like the promoter just to get paid, you know? That's Not that what, that that's uh, what we do or anything.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Dinner, drinks. No, I started, wow. uh, after the pandemic, I realized how much I hated uh, actually just handling any business stuff. And I was booking DJs uh, and doing kind of that stuff. And once I was able to do that reset, I realized, man, fuck this. I want to just get booked. So now I just, you know, have a couple different companies I work for. I mostly do weddings and corporates now. But once I was able to realize that I just wanted to be a DJ again, I love being a dj so much more anytime someone comes to you and this asks for hey what about this upgrade or what about this you go, oh i don't deal with that you could <laughs> you talk to the boss man they'll handle it yeah, all for I, you. i'm just so. the talent i'm just the talent man i don't know yeah. anything about
0: that no i agree with you man that's a uh... <sighs> there's there's something about just showing up and djing and there being no like politics and i know this doesn't happen a lot but you know just showing up and just doing it for the pure art form, you know? And, uh, you know, that's one thing about Twitch is, like, I I don't want to fucking beat a dead horse here, but it's, you know, you get on Twitch, you stream, and you play whatever you want to an extent. But, and then that makes, at least for me personally, that makes me happier. It puts a smile on my face. Like, I'm into the music, you know? I'm playing stuff that I remember from, you know, back in the 90s, early 2000s, any genre I want. That, that's what I missed about DJing, you know, a little bit was like, fuck. Back when I was like super young starting out DJing and I was like, had that attitude of, oh, I'm going to play what I want. Like this is, this is really what DJing is like playing what I want. And I fucking learned quick. Nope. <laughs> that's not how it <laughs> you know? But, <laughs> but coming coming to Twitch, like it's like, I feel like I'm back there. Like I, I feel like I'm in the early stages of my career. Like I can play whatever I want. When people come into yeah. my room on on Twitch, it's like, you know, just just fucking vibe and hang out and just listen to check out what I'm playing, what I'm into, you know.
1: so um, I know you do the yeah. Taking Back Monday party. Uh Yeah. Uh are you how many nights a week are you on Twitch?
0: Jeez. Uh four ni- uh f- three nights and one day. So Monday nights I do Taking Back Monday and that's 2 hours of it started out just emo music and then it it grew into anything that you would hear at like Hot Topic in like 1999. So <laughs> it covers hey, like I. new metal, it covers pop punk. Um, I mean, we go into like metal 80s, like Ozzy Osbourne shit, newer stuff, Corn, fucking MGK. So it's like all rock, all Hot
2: Topic vibe type shit. We have the streaming video, but I got to take another piss, dude. I'm sorry. Fuck. Damn, bro. <laughs> I Chilling started on liquid deaths, man. I, I started drinking water again. And I'm just like, man, it runs right through. dude.
0: What? Like he stopped drinking water. What the hell? <laughs> He's like, I took a break from water, man. Just, it was just too much for me. <laughs> he was trying. To uh, yeah. Back. So I do Monday. I do uh Mondays at uh 8 p.m. Pacific standard time Wednesdays. 8 p.m pacific standard time and fridays at eight and uh everything else other than monday is just open format and then sundays at three so uh it's cool um i love twitch it's a whole different you know creative side of things i'm sorry
2: fuck and no i did not stop drinking water but i i just been drinking a lot more (laughs) than i ever did And and i and it's just Brad Pitt starring in the river runs through, man. It just comes right in, in and out. You know, you know, who you remind me of true, <laughs> you know, tenacious D right. Oh, uh, yeah. The yeah. D. yeah. Have you gotten that before? Kyle glass. Actually, you know what? Uh, you know who I get specifically lately? Well, I get two. Uh Ricky Gervais is who I used to get when I had hair and worse. <laughs> yeah. And, and now I get Burt Kreischer. Oh, shit. I don't know if that's a compliment, but Uh,
1: it is because Drew loves him. (laughs) He especially loves that. that. Yeah. Drew loves the, uh, have you seen the video that went like viral of him? Like now drinking your first beer with somebody drinking a beer every day is so fun. It's like your first kiss. And he's like, do you want to have bottomless mimosas with me? Yes. It's so fun. Like that whole video where he goes on that tangent is Drew. (laughs) Yeah.
2: This might be the greatest day of my life.
0: Yeah, um, I don't really follow that guy, but he seems funny. He looks funny. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> you look, you look handsome. You look, you look handsome for sure, bro. <laughs> so wait, wait, you're saying, do I get Kyle Glass or uh, Jack Black? Kyle Glass for sure. Maybe it's just over streaming or whatever. But you said a couple things. You just remind me of Kyle Glass.
2: KG, bro. KG. KG
0: is uh, with the socks and flip-flops. <laughs> yeah, man. Tenacious D, What uh, one of those albums. I don't know which, which one it was. I think it was our first one. Such a great album.
2: Uh, we went to that show and <clears throat> randomly got backstage. It's cool. Nice. That's fun. Um, saw Dave Grohl back there. Damn. The God. The rock God. He yeah. did the whole album for that first album. He did all the yeah, drums he- on it.
0: Yeah, he did the drums and then someone from his team mastered it also. So it was a big,
2: yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, their, their current drummer is the drummer from uh, Bad Religion originally, and now he's on uh, Avenger Sevenfold. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. That's cool. Uh, a big rock guy, man. I'm, I'm all punk rock, really. Like, DJ, kind what, of.
0: What's the hardest thing you listen to? The hardest style?
2: Uh,. You know, I just like like you were talking about '90s and '90s, like the bands you grew up with, right? So yeah. I like any rock, but I still like my Minor Threat and Bad Religion and No Effects. Yeah. It's kind of my uh, my shit. But um, down for it all. It's all good. Cool. You're probably a little I, bit I, older than I am, right? Forty four. Yeah. So I'm thirty
0: eight. So like yeah. No Effects. And like even some of the, I know that's not grunge, but like I was never into grunge. I hate grunge because that was like yeah. a little bit like before my time, just a little bit. Right. But uh, I, I could tell, yeah, yeah, you were probably a little bit ahead of me with music. That
2: stuff. Uh, I didn't like grunge, but I I like Nirvana. Um, the whole grunge thing, I, I, it just never it did it right for me. I I went deep into the underground punk because, you know, all those bands were just coming through. Um, you know, I'm in Orange County, Long Beach. California so all those bands were just coming through just going to all the shows where it was just you know uh, skating rink or coffee shop or whatever it was abandoned uh, warehouses sketch I like it <laughs> very sketch very sketch <laughs> but I did like limb biscuit and I you know I've just as a music guy I've always just kind of grown with the music I don't necessarily just have not want to say I'm stuck with it but yeah I mean it's okay to like limb bro it's all right you can say it. Dude, I heard a little stutter. <laughs> no, I, I went to, uh, let's see. Uh, it was, I was, I liked incubus and deftones more than I liked limp biscuit for sure. For sure. I can see that. Uh, incubus. I, I, they were on corn's label. So I would read the, all the labels and see who was on whose. And I got really into them. They're their first, like first two or three albums. Yeah. Um, not the newer shit, but I mean, you know, what's funny is with bands, newer stuff,
0: I, I always like, uh, I think it is Incubus. Incubus came out with an album during the pandemic or right before, I think. And I didn't like any of the songs except one. But that one song was like a banger. And it's like, s- since then, I always just tune in. Like I hear about, you know, a band that puts out an album that hasn't put out an album in years, you know, from the 90s that I used to listen to. And I always just tune in just just in case, man, you know, and uh, give them a, a couple extra cents through
2: spotify listening to their stuff yeah i agree always I'll, I'll always give any album that of any artist i always liked at least one or two run throughs yeah for sure we got another question fuse you wanted to ask another question oh i
1: was just gonna say that i went to uh less than jake saturday and they were touring with uh, uh aquabats and uh bowling, bowling for, for soup, soup. Who, they oh, were oh shit
0: good. <laughs> you they said were, bowling? bowling for I, it soup was... like you I sound like you said "Bowling for Snoop." I, I thought maybe that was a cover band or something, like a mixture. Of, <laughs> they strictly only
1: play bowling. It's a Bowling for Soup
0: cover band. Uh, that no, uh, that also Snoop, plays yeah. Snoop Dogg. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, maybe like a mashup thing. That that would sound like kind of like Girl Talk, like uh Bowling for Snoop. It's a bunch of Bowling for Soup songs with like Snoop acapella over it.
1: Bowling for soup is they're all fat now, and of course, they literally take like five minute breaks between each song (laughs) and tell terrible jokes, like the fucking worst jokes ever. And like it was fucking awful. But less than Jake's always great, and I love them so much. So
0: you know, I saw uh System of Down and Korn came to San Diego and I was like, I gotta see them. I don't I haven't seen either of those bands live. Korn put a great show on. It it was great. They they're just great performers. You know, you're just like okay, fuck. Like they're just they know exactly what to do. Like when you, you know you watch a, like a, like a DJ or the first time you watch a DJ Vice, you're like oh, okay, so you're like super dope and you know exactly what you're doing. Cool. <laughs> like that's how Corn was, you know. And I was like oh shit. And then System of a Down, it, it was all right. Um, Serge, the the lead singer like didn't like move around much, and he's just he really like you know his vocals are just fucking crazy you know energetic and he just kind of stood in like one spot and just kind of like sang into the mic and wasn't really expressive and I was like oh that sucks but uh I give, I, yeah. I I've seen I, I don't America. know if I blame them you know we're sitting here talking about you know being mad over bad bunny requests and shit and <laughs> and then I'm judging the lead singer of a band like come on man be happy
2: well they've uh, they, he's admitted multiple times him and the guitarist uh can't agree on any new albums that's why there's no new material Oh, he, really? He just, he, he's, he doesn't like any of the shit. And they're basically at this point just touring, uh, the old shit just for money.
1: And his yeah. voice is like, he has problems with his voice or something like that,
0: too. Oh, really? I mm-hmm. didn't know that shit.
1: It doesn't mean he can't move around some. Oh, <laughs> you know just do mean? a
0: fucking cartwheel. Just do a cartwheel for me, man. <laughs> I paid 40 bucks for this goddamn ticket. Um, I did see Green Day and, uh, fallout boy yeah and green day was by far like okay they're they're great performers like the music's great i'm not a huge green day fan but the uh, the show was amazing they did a great job
2: i saw that tour um fallout boy got covid so they they were out but weezer played and you know the weezer's all right at this point they're kind of boring on stage but For they play sure. their hits i uh so- go
0: to that that vegas festival um when we were young Oh, yeah, got, the one that's got like all the yeah, that's cool. Oh, dude, it the lineup is just stupid. Like, so me and my girl are gonna go out there. I'm really excited about that.
2: They're playing each each band's playing three songs because there's eight million bands. Pretty stage. much, yeah, pretty much.
0: <laughs> they opened up a, a a second day, I think, though. Like they're gonna spread it out a little bit, I believe. I don't know, but uh, yeah, it's it's. Uh, it's going to start early and it's going to go really late. And like, they got to squeeze all those bands in there, which whatever, I mean, some of these bands, like, do you guys remember Kitty, the mm-hmm. band Kitty? They were a metal band, uh, metal band all so chicks? in the nineties. Yeah. All no? chicks, super golf, yeah. super like heavy. So yeah. like, I love that band. That's one of my favorite bands. And do I need to be listening to their whole album live? Probably not, <laughs> you know, just play the hits you know uh avril levine do we need to hear i just want to hear skater boy you know that's all i want to <laughs> hear so i think that's what they have planned for that concert is just come in play the hits you know i think i think afi is going to be there so just play six seven of your hits talk to the crowd and then get out of here but uh i'm looking forward to that
2: yeah that'll be fun that does look like a killer lineup <laughs> go streaming now everybody's learning how come on and stream with me come on and stream with me you were talking about twitch i took a piss is twitch your your monday shows the the big one i'm sorry i missed the other dates
0: uh yeah oh so it's monday wednesday friday 8 p.m City standard time um, each week and then Sundays at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Everything's pretty much open format. It's kind of whatever the chat is feeling, whatever I'm feeling. But Monday nights are uh, taking back Monday. It's uh pretty much hot topic themed. And that's that's the banger. That's the one that everyone shows up to. So I was just like a lot of other DJs. I was doing Twitch through the pandemic. Then I uh stopped because, like I said before, our agency lost a bunch of DJs. So I was DJing like almost every night. So I couldn't be on Twitch anymore, which sucked. Um, But that it is what it is. And then I actually kind of quit DJing like six, four, maybe four, five, six months ago, I think. And I'm strictly on Twitch now, which um, I think I told Fuse about this was uh, I started having problems with my hearing in my left ear. One night I came home and there's just like fucking crazy ringing in my ear and I was like freaking out and I was like, holy shit. So uh, it never really went away. So I saw a bunch of doctors for it and shit and they just said I had like hearing damage and I was like, okay, fuck, well, what would I do? And they're like, you probably stopped DJing, you know, it ended up being hearing damage from, uh, I was in the Navy. I worked around F-18 fighter jets. So oh. just from the frequency that I've lost, they can tell it's from the military and, uh, DJing didn't help at all. So, uh, so I had to make this choice and I was like, fuck man, I'm going to just go to Twitch, you know, cause Twitch, you can just, you have your speakers in your studio. You don't even have to put it that loud, you know? And, uh, so yeah, that's, uh, that's where I am right now. So it was funny because during the pandemic, you know, I was not forced on Twitch, but a lot of DJs were like, fuck it, let's make some money and let's keep practicing and and enjoying our music. So I'm kind of grateful for the pandemic in that way where I got to learn about Twitch and get into it and, and understand that there is money to be made so now when this hearing thing came around and i had to you know i wouldn't say i quit djing but i I definitely can't be doing the fucking nightclubs and bars as loud as they are it's just my hearing it fucking it sucks but you know if i start djing again it's gonna be you know some chill ass day parties and, and brunch shit like i still haven't found the words to explain how not only losing your hearing, but having tinnitus and having ringing in like one of your ears, how it affects you. And it's just, it's, it's, uh, it's chronic. Like it's going to be with me for the rest of my life. So I have all these questions and theories in my head. Like, is it going to get worse? You know, am I going to be 60 and want to fucking blow my brains out because I can't sleep at night because I have ringing in my ear? So like that's a whole fucking thing. And we don't have to go into it because I know it kind of scares DJs when you start talking about tinnitus and, That's the way I was before all this shit. But, uh, you know, and this is this is this is me wearing earplugs for the last seven years. Did you have one of
2: the custom earplugs that took out the DB or were you just wearing just
0: no uh, custom? I uh, 70 years ago, I went got custom molded earplugs. Then I went into the in-ear monitors, which are uh, double edged sword. Cause it's like yeah. you put them in and it's like cuts out all the sound, but then you know you have a couple IPAs and you're like turning that fucking <laughs> headphone headphone volume yeah. up a little more, and then in the morning you're like, what the fuck? Like you can ruin yeah. your ears with in ear monitors for sure, yeah, um, where you just accidentally hit the volume knob and you uh, fucking kill yourself, bro. <laughs> it's fucking scary, man yeah
2: well that's why i actually stopped i got those customs the custom uh db cuts and all that and i had to stop wearing them because i noticed i was just turning everything up three times as much so i could hear anymore so now i just keep the volume as low as i can but you know um i don't quite have the ringing but i definitely can't hear shit or i'm asking everybody to repeat themselves over and over yeah just about everything and I, I think it's an important thing for people to hear about. Is there any steps that you're doing now to, you know, just kind of medicate, if you will, in any way, the, the hearing, uh, or is there just, you just have to quit DJing and just try and be be cautious about the loud music you're around. I mean, you're to be brutally
0: honest, man, like <laughs> no, one's going to take anything I say serious until you start half ringing in your ear. and then you're going to be like, Let's pull up that old podcast with Shoni talking about fucking, you know, tinnitus. Because if it's, if you don't hear it, if you don't, you just hear it every once in a while, you go to a concert or you DJ like a huge gig and it's loud and you hear it in the morning or at night in your hotel and your ears are like aching Yeah, and it goes away. Just think about it not going away. That's basically what happened to me. Just literally one night, it just didn't go away. I'm like, what the fuck, bro? I started getting anxiety like my fucking chest, like I was having like panic attacks and shit because I didn't know what was going on. Um, the things that I'm doing to help with this, so basically what tinnitus is is your brain making up noise for the um, the damage that you've caused your eardrum. So it's, it's basically saying its instinct is to be like, yo, what the hell? Why am I not getting this frequency? So it's filling it in with the ringing. So it's not really your ears. It's actually your brain that's making up the sound. It's really it's tied in close to um, your nervous system, so if you can take I don't want to say downers because that sounds like drugs, but um, like calcium calm, like I I don't know if you guys know about calcium calm. It's like a powder, it's a mix. It just calms your nerves. Uh, CBD is great. Uh, What else do I take? I take a bunch of like pills that are just uh, they're all natural supplements, and it just calms your nervous system down and stuff like that so that helps the ringing but the ringing never goes away I would just say for DJs like it's tough man because I was a DJ for so long and I realized that at the beginning of the night you start with the the booth monitor low and then you have a couple beers a couple shots and you turn it up and you're having fun it's it's hard I I can't there's no like there's nothing for me to say for to get DJs to actually and I'm not saying DJs like I'm not a DJ anymore I'm just saying DJs like us because I yeah. I know exactly how people feel DJs feel it's tough yeah. to just be like I'm just going to keep the monitor low tonight like it always ends up cranking up you know uh, I talked to an audiologist and they're like yeah you're not supposed to be in an envir- environment for more than 45 minutes that's above 80 dB and 80 dB is like a loud restaurant right so And we're pulling four hour fucking shifts at some of these nightclubs, you know, and bars. And I'm not saying this to like, you know, this is bullshit. I'm just saying I I realize why now I have hearing issues. So
1: we the two venues I play at, we we have decibel readers in the room that we can see from the DJ booth. And we try not to go over 100. We actually try to keep it around 95. But, you know, a concert, if you go to a concert, they say concert volumes like one hundred and fifteen and that, I mean, that's just d- damaging. So it's like it's loud in our places at, uh, you know, 95, 100. It's plenty loud enough. Plenty. And it's like you think about some of these spots that, you know, it's it, it's ear damaging. It really is. Well,
0: you think about the a lot of the college bars and I'm not just going to say in San Diego because that's not fair. But a lot of college bars were. And the reason I say college bars is because they might not have a, a big budget or their main Uh, their main thing might not be the DJ and speakers, but they don't spend a lot of money on these speakers. And they're like, turn it up, turn it up. And I'm like, can you not hear the distortion coming from the fucking speaker? You know what I'm saying? And it's like the fucking bartenders too. Like, I feel bad for them. And it's some of these places, they're just like, not only is it too fucking loud, your speaker's fucking busted. Like, what are we doing here? And I don't think as DJs, nobody wants to be the DJ to be like, "Uh, excuse me, can you turn it down? Or, you know, like- you know what, what's going on with the speaker over here? Like, we don't want to, we don't want to fucking ruffle any feathers, you know? So it's tough, man. I would uh, just advise like for DJs. I mean, I think the pandemic showed us, you know, that we're all, we all love what we do, but it's okay to be like, man, I need a fucking break. Like, yeah. and, and now man, I, I I stopped DJing. It's been four and a half months, five months. Yeah. There's a little bit of stress about money. Cause I'm fucking all I'm making all the money I'm making is off of Twitch. So there's a little bit of stress, but damn, dude, I feel fucking good. My fucking soul is like, (laughs) it's happy, bro. I'm not, you know, I'm not, you know, my social meter is like up again. I'm not stressed out all the time because, you know, we're, we're outside, you know, having to deal with people's shit in nightclubs and stuff. And it's, it's not as bad as I'm making it, but you guys know as a DJ or anybody that works in nightlife, like it takes a toll on your fucking soul, man. So. I'll tell you what though, the last four months have been fucking great, and I, I I'm fucking I'm happy. I do still miss DJing, and uh, you know I don't know if I'm gonna be back anytime soon. Uh, or you know do one one club gig, you know one loud gig a month or something. Like I got to be careful because uh, you know tinnitus and losing hair It fucking sucks, dude. It's, uh, it's depressing. It's very bleak. It's a bleak thing to be dealing with. I feel like in general,
1: just DJing like in the bars and clubs, you know, a few times a week is just so, uh, you know, not only damaging to your hearing, but it's just so emotionally like draining. I feel like when I do like, like this past weekend, I did three, you know, three big gigs and it's like, it took me till kind of today to somewhat feel normal. Like, all right, okay, you know, with not not only just drinks, but just, like, emotionally, like, dude, I'm tired. Like, stop. I feel like I, what I always say to my girlfriend, and I know you guys will probably understand what I mean by this, is, like, people just always want something from you. You never get the, like, you never get that, hey, I, I'm just reaching out to, you know, bullshit with you, or, like, you know, there's every, anytime somebody's texting or whatever, it's just... I can almost guarantee that they want something from you. And it's like, it's just, (laughs) I don't want to, I want to like sit on the couch. I want to watch TV and I don't want anybody to fucking bother me for like 48 hours.
2: (laughs) My phone has lived on do not disturb for the last like month. And, you know, I check it when I want to. And and I like that. Just got to be conscious. It's it's draining, man. It's fucking draining. Um, I listened to a bunch of your, your episodes and one of the things that came up a couple of times was, uh, the CBD and you mentioned it for this. I'm i I'm just curious it for myself. Um, it's non psycho, like doesn't have any of the THC, but it has a lot of these calming things. Um, just, I don't know if you could recommend something or. Yeah. So.
0: My uh, my good buddy from San Diego started this CBD company called uh, Sunday Scaries CBD, and uh, they there's gummies and there's uh, liquids, and they actually have these like FOMO bars for dogs CBD for your dog that really helps. He sent me like a box full of CBD back in the day, uh, probably three or four years ago, and I just started taking it. It just helped me a lot. And the way I explain CBD to people is like. My buddy Dom King comes over and he'll DJ with me on Wednesday night sometimes for all my stream on Twitch and I'll, he'll see me take like two or three. And he's like, what are those? And I was like, they're CBD. He's like, D- do, they, do they get you high? And I was like, no. And he's like, oh, so they're candy. And I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> no. You don't understand. Like, like it's, You got to think of it as like supplements, like vitamin D. You don't take vitamin D and then walk around and be like, I don't feel anything. This doesn't work you know what I'm saying? Or like krill oil or uh, fish oil for your joints. You got, you have to take it on a daily basis. And then a week and a half, two weeks, you're just kind of like, damn, you know, what's funny is like, I've been really that fucking stressed out lately. And, um, I sent something to my mom and she actually said something that really connected with me. She said that all those little like things in the back of your head that, you could be talking and like talking to your wife or your girlfriend or your kids and hanging out, but your head is like in a different spot. You're thinking about DJing, you're thinking about music, you, all the shit you have to do. She said that all that stuff disappeared and she was just just like in the moment, like having a good time. And I was like, Oh, that, that's, that's a pretty good, you know, analogy for that is, is just be, being in the moment. And you're not going to take CBD and feel it. You could eat a whole bottle of CBD and you're not even going to get tired. Like it doesn't even make you tired. It just, more of calms your body and if you take it enough and work it into your lifestyle it's just like any other vitamin or any other supplement like it's slowly but surely it just helps you and that's that's been my my experience with it and i know it kind of sucks because there's a lot of people pushing cbd out there but from a personal experience like it's I, i it's done me uh it's done me wonders especially djing and traveling a lot fuck man you know, it helps out. Personally, I kind of relate
1: to it a lot. Like I I, Drew Drew knows um, I've been like having a lot of anxiety issues and stuff. And I've been going to the doctor back and forth and trying different anxiety meds and and stuff like that. And I got to say, like, even those anxiety meds, like they help in a lot of ways, but they also affect you in other ways that it's like, look, I don't want to lose that or this, you know, just to make this feel good, you know? And it's like, you know, it's just hard. It's hard to like find something that works for you. So it's good that you have something like that. And, you know,
2: what's um, uh, so Sunday scaries, which, which, uh, if I go on the website, what am I, what should I grab first? um, I mean, I
0: can, I can, so I can send you my link for, it's like a private link for like friends and shit. And uh, honestly it's for anybody, but I don't really push it a lot. Cause I want people to actually like support the company, but I'll send you a link. And honestly, the only thing I get is the, the liquid, like the tinctures and just like a couple bottles of just the gummies. The gummies are the best ones. Yeah. So I just go for that. It's just like the regular stuff. Um, and I'll give you guys a link to put in the, in the description too. So if anybody wants awesome, I think it's like a 20% discount, which is pretty fucking good for CBD. Um, But yeah, that's, you know, and I've tried some other CBD brands too. They're all right. But I feel like me personally, my body, it's, uh, I like this brand and it's my buddy's brand too. So that's kind of cool.
1: Hey, we're all about support. take like, Uh, yeah. Do you take one a day or like, do you take Uh, a couple?
0: So once he starts, like once he started giving me some, it was like two a day, three a day. And then I started down like more, like, uh, I'm sorry, less and less until it's like, now I take three a week and I'm pretty sure it's like i'm i'm just good like but it's also kind of like a lifestyle thing especially when my hearing started fucking up in the night that my hearing kind of went out of my left ear and i started like hearing the ringing i was doing breath work i was looking up supplements left and right so it's a lot of different things man and for fuse like for you man um that wim Hof guy i don't know if you heard of him but he does he's the guy with a beard he does the uh, breathing exercises mm-hmm. that shit I'm not gonna say it's changed my life, but that shit helped out a lot. Like, and two, three years ago, if you were to tell me like, "Oh, do some breath work," I'd be like, "Get the fuck out of here! What are you talking about? <laughs> I breathe all day, motherfucker." Um, yeah. So, it's all that stuff, man. And I can, you guys hit me up separately after this, and I'll, I'll let you know what my whole stack is of uh supplements and everything, because I we're all dealing with the same shit, especially as being DJs you know, anxiety sucks and being dehydrated and shit, you know?
2: Yeah. And I, I would definitely like to know some of that stuff because just even, uh, just dealing with business and dealing with, you know, uh, getting older and family and whatnot. I think all that's great. You know, I, I wanted to start looking into meditation. So any of that breathing, <laughs> like you're saying, I would have laughed a while ago, but I do find it to be, uh, it, it, it could be important now for sure. I wanted to take it back to DJing, but we had a couple different things. Uh, one of the things that we skipped on the rapid fire was uh, if you were a room f- in a room full of DJs, like what's a cool, funny story you could brag about?
1: Do you have like a celebrity story or something dumb or funny?
0: Fuck I, man, see the thing. The thing is about me is like, I've been drunk since like 2006, so I don't like <laughs> I man. I probably have so many funny stories that I just like fucking forgot. Oh, there's this. uh, So this is probably the first two or three months of me like professionally DJing. It was here in San Diego and there's this new club. Um, shit. I forgot what it was even called, but I think it was like Jade Jade theater or something out here in San Diego. And I got booked and I didn't know how to act around promoters, owners, managers. And one of my promoter buddies was like, Hey, Shoney, like, when you're done with your set, like it was an opening set. I think I was opening up for uh, G Roy. He's like, after your set, come to my table upstairs, like super VIP and come hang out with the owner. And I was like, oh shit. And this was like my first time being invited to like talk to an owner. So, you know, now we all know you just, oh, hey, what's up? Nice to meet you. Be yourself. Be <laughs> happy you know, jerk him off in the bathroom. I don't know. Um, but (laughs) this is my first time and I'm like, oh shit. Okay. Well let's, let's, let's do this. You know, I didn't know what to do. And I played it cool. Like after my set, I was up there, got my bags. Like, Hey, what's up? Can I put my bag under the table? Cool. Thank you. Uh, then he's like, my buddy's like, Hey, this is blah, blah, blah. So-and-so owner of the club. Hey, nice to meet you. Thank you for having me. And he's like, of course, of course you did great, man. Good job. Thank you. Shoney, we're going to do a shot tequila. You want one? I was like, hell yeah, let's do it. You know, like for the most part, I was sober at this time, you know, and, uh, we all pour the shots and, uh, cheers. And that the owner like looked at me, was like, cheers to you. You know, thanks for DJing. And I was like, oh dude, this is awesome. And we, we all put the shot back and you know how, like the shot goes in the wrong pipe, (laughs) bro. The whole amount of liquid went into my air pipe and it came out all over the owner. And his fucking girl or fucking side chick and just spray tequila. And like I think there might have been a little snot in there too. And my fucking promoter buddy looks at me like this like, bro, Shoney, what the fuck? And the owner was kind of cool. Like he was like, what the fuck? He's like wiping his face off. I didn't know if I should like help him wipe his face off him and his girl. I didn't know if he wanted me touching his girl. So I was like, oh man, I, I'm so sorry. And I, you know, like tequila up in my nose. I'm like, dude, and everyone's laughing. And then I was like, I just grabbed my bag and left, bro. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I said, fuck it, I'm not DJing anymore. Um I ended up getting booked there again, but that was probably the first time I was like, damn, dude, this fucking So I guess that's not bragging, but uh <laughs> I'm still that's here. A great so. story. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's one story. I mean, I've I don't know, I'm usually pretty Pretty good with that type of shit. I mean, I've I've DJed with or for a lot of celebrities. Fucking Ludacris was fun. We did a Halloween thing with Ludacris, but usually they they bring their own DJs. So I just like sit back, let them DJ, and then fucking kill it or whatever. And then the DJ tries to like his um, the tour DJ tries to do some shit. No one's digging it. Managers like get back on. I'm like, oh okay, all right, all right. Um, Other than that, I don't know, man. I don't really. Right. (laughs) I feel like
2: that's happened more often than not for me. My favorite story was, uh, one of the tour DJs and I, I won't say who he was the DJ for, but, um, he, uh, (laughs) <laughs> the artist kept looking back and was like what the fuck are you like mad at him and he had he had the pitch and the sink on and so he's like bro I, I don't i can't turn it off it's like it's like sped up super fast and he's getting pissed at me because i he's like singing all out of key and shit and he's like what do you do what do you do and of course he brought his own controller and he didn't know how to work and i was like oh just hit this and he's like oh thanks man you saved me um <laughs> bro what the fuck i that's I, that's probably happened to every fucking dj we know
0: and it's yeah. like so there's that group from i'm gonna throw it back to like 2008 2009 uh pitts Pittsburgh slim remember oh, like two yeah. guys so he came to a nightclub or they i forget who it was same shit happened the dj didn't know what they were doing and these tour DJs want to, like, walk up all, like, badass and shit. Like, I'm with a celebrity, and it's, like, cool. And I'm, like, damn, you're dope, bro. Like, I want to be you. And then they get on, and then they're asking the, the you know asking me for help. Like, well, how do you work this Pioneer DJ? I'm, like, are you fucking serious right now? You're going to, like, try to big time everyone, and then you go to DJ. You don't know how to work a, a regular club mixer. Fuck, dude. Come on, man. You got to learn something. Like just bring your iPad. Fuck it.
2: <laughs> it was Sucked. uh them Dirt Nasty, uh Mickey Avalon, right? They were all kind of the crew and yep. I I've played with Dirt Nasty a, a bunch of times and at one point he just stopped bringing it to her DJ and he'd give you the the stick and then the last time he was just talking shit to me the whole time. Just like DJ, what the fuck? And he told me to play it in an order. And then he was mad that I was playing it in the order. He's like, I told you play this. And that was just part of his whole shtick. Just talk shit. That's funny. Mickey Avalon came to San Diego. And this is
0: probably around the same time when I just started DJing. And, uh, I, I knew about, you know, don't burn the opening or don't burn the headliner. And if there's an artist, don't play their songs, obviously, um, yeah. and I think I was just having a good night, probably hanging out with friends, and I was opening, and it's probably like 10 45 when it started getting popping. And I don't know what year it was, but Kesha, her first song, I forget what it was, maybe TikTok. I think TikTok was her first song. Yeah, Kesha just came out, and then I was opening up for, you know, I don't know, it might have been like DJ Fingas or DJ Scooter, and then they were and then they were gonna have Mickey Avalon. My dumbass, I don't even know how I had this song was a Mickey Avalon song mashed up with Kesha and I played it. So not only did I play a Mickey Avalon song before he was performing, but I also played like the hottest song, bro. I fucking, I got my ass (laughs) reamed by the manager. Like what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, I'm sorry. It's like, it's a mashup. I always play. How could you fuck up both things? I'll never forget that. I don't know how I did it, but it's possible. We need to bring that yeah. back. <laughs> no, let's not, let's not bring that
1: back. <laughs> I've only luckily I've only at when I played at Mount Adams Pavilion, I was opening for a lot of guys that came through. Um, they they originally, you know, when deckstar was created, they had like all the Dexstar guys come through originally to get AM. You know, that was the year before I started playing there. Is when AM played, and I had already uh done like one or two gigs there but i was 20 and then uh one of my good friends his brother was working the door and uh the night am played and uh i was like come on bro let me in i, I dj here you know and he's like nah bro you're only 20 can't come in <laughs> like so i didn't get to see am because i was too young to get into the club that i had like dj at twice oh, but uh man. i got to open for a lot of different people luckily i've only had to pull Three different DJs over like a 10 year span. So, because
0: they weren't, they weren't killing it, weren't
1: getting the job done. Yeah. Uh, did you have to pull them or, yeah, like the manager, like manager is basically like, yeah, go tell them that you're going to DJ. Damn.
0: See, that's, I don't know, man. That as a manager, that's kind of fucked up. I think the manager should go up and be like, hey, we're going to have this guy jump back on. Like, as a if an opening dj came up to me and was like hey i'm gonna jump back on i'd be like the fuck you are like <laughs> if a manager said it then i'd be like all right i suck later that's yeah. crazy
1: it's very it was very awkward you know but the uh, that room was a hard room to play for a lot of guys i think because uh well you've been there it was a really small room so if you're just like what happens, to, you know, to most DJs, I think, is they tend to overthink everything. And it's like, fucking just play like Usher. Yeah, like just fucking play Usher. Yeah, it's going to be fine. Like play well, we DMX. Think all,
0: we all think we're <laughs> special. We all think like, well, I got some secret sauce for everyone. It's like nobody wants to hear your secret sauce. They want to hear fucking Usher. Yeah, especially when you just jump on and you're the headliner. Like, yeah. you know, it's as you get older, I feel like DJs, we start figuring it out and we're like, all right, this is, you know, that's when we need to start having our own nights, our own gigs, you know, putting on our own shit on Twitch. Because then we get that creativity out and be like, okay, this is what I really want to play. Because nobody wants to hear what I want to play at clubs. They're like, dude, just play Cardi B
2: and Bruno Mars and we're going to call it a night. (laughs) So... I like that you're doing an all rock thing on Twitch. And yeah, you know, I don't see that at all anymore. You got your own merch and shit. I see, I mean, see your shirt. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. For the show, for the the regular Twitch show. Yeah.
0: So I have uh, on Twitch, I'll just throw the link out there every once in a while. And I'll give it to you. I have uh, uh, t shirts with uh, obviously this is the t shirt. And then Dude, I think I have another awesome. one with just the logo and then some of it's colored. I had some artists from New York make this for me. So it's like a, a skeleton demon dude, like DJing with some speakers and skulls. Yeah, uh, the sleeves come separate. So I got to pay extra for that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I got a bunch of merch stuff. That's just through like Streamlabs. It's like nothing crazy. And uh, it's for, you know, to promote my Monday nights. But uh, it's funny because like I said, it started as like an emo night and I've had a couple DJs hit me up in the last like six months asking me for like emo edits. And I'm like, I don't think I'm ready to give out my emo edits. It's too soon, bro. Like do your own homework. Like <laughs> I'm not trying Dude. to be like a gatekeeper, but
1: like, come on. It's come on. tough. I've done a bunch for, for that are up on DMS, but it's even hard. It's, it's really hard for guys to DJ rock music and then to DJ rock music. Well is, is very, very hard because of you, just like just the way the music is made.
0: Yeah. And like, you you know, just like regular, like, like top forties or pop or even like hip hop, you, I don't want to say if you're a dope DJ, you know, but not a lot of DJs know, but you know, there's just certain parts in a song that you're like, this is a per, this is perfect for a transition and not like a regular, just beat on beat transition. Um, for emo music, it's like times 10 because it's a fucking rock song and it's always weird. It's always got some weird fucking breakdown. So, when DJs hit me up and they're like, yo man, can I get some like emo edits? I'm like, just learn the music first, (laughs) you know, learn the music, listen to it. Like, I don't want to give this music to people that were making fun of me three years ago for playing it. If that makes sense, you know, so I'm still (laughs) a little weird with that shit, but, uh, other, all my other edits, I don't give a fuck, bro. My, you know, fucking LMFAO versus Katy Perry mashup. You can have that. (laughs) Um, but my emo stuff, Give me me about another year and then uh, I'll play it and then I'll give it out to you guys.
1: (laughs) This is something we really haven't talked about on the show uh, before is just like DJs asking DJs for edits and stuff. And obviously Drew and I are editors for DMS and stuff. And, um, you know, when you do that kind of stuff, it's like you kind of got to keep some stuff to yourself that like kind of makes you stand out a little bit. And I have like no problem even sharing some of those like personal edits with people who I feel contribute back, you know, who might give me some stuff back that I have zero problem sharing with them. It's the guys that are like, yo, let me get that. And then I'm not going to give you anything in return. I'm like, yeah, Yeah. I don't want to give you fucking anything. So don't ask me, don't ask me because I'm not going to give it to you. And it's like, this is what makes me sound like me. And not to mention, all the fucking work that you put into making those edits or or whatever, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah. I sat there for 12 hours one day and busted, you know, all these out. Like, I'm not just going to give them to you because you asked for it. Yeah.
0: I wanted to say I wanted to thank you guys for all your work, man. Um, I have all your guys at ed- not all of them, but you guys have been in the game for a fucking hot minute. And, uh, you know, it's funny seeing your guys's name pop on pop up on Instagram or you know actually talking to you cuz it's like oh yeah you you're the guys that i have
2: all the edits of in my serato that's you <laughs> so me well, thank well, we Fuse actually yeah. like the music me and Fuse like the music like like you yourself you know you got to be a tastemaker and yeah. enjoy what it is you know you it's almost can't just fake uh liking some random obscure uh <laughs> b-side pop yeah, tracks or b-side emo tracks yeah. yeah it's hard to do that
0: um, it is man and i've i've given away some stuff and i've i've probably been i've been this way before probably because sometimes i just hear shit i'm like i don't give a fuck i'm gonna give up my ego right now i fucking need that bro send that to me i'm gonna beat you up (laughs) but you know what i mean like you just hear something that's dope you're like come on please you know let me just see like the dms tag or the fucking dj city tag sorry you know um but i've given out edits or i've played like four or five songs and, and and they happen to be like rock songs and I'll be honest, it was right when DJ Seam put out his little like rock bootleg pack. You guys may yeah. may know it. Yeah. They're all like 80 BPM, and there's like a couple yeah. kind of emo ish songs. And I had my own stack of like songs in that genre and BPM. So I kind of intertwined them and then actually like started, I put them in, uh, uh in order at, from key and it, like it just, fucking went smooth like and there was four or five tracks i just bust them out in like three minutes and one of my buddies was like dude that was so dope man like can i at least get a couple of those and he was really into rock and he knows a lot about like emo stuff so i was like yeah of course man just like try to put some other shit in there so it's you know because we play at the same places so don't play the same order of tracks in a row he's like yeah yeah of course i won't i won't and then I had a night off and I go to the place where he's DJ. And I, right when I walk in, he's just playing the whole block of records I gave him. And I'm like, come on, man. Like, you know, now that doesn't make me special anymore at this club. They just hear, they, right. they go, is that Shoney? Nope. That's homeboy. Like, I guess all DJs are doing that now. So it is a little like, it is, it is like Fuse said, like you got to give and get, you got to fucking, it's gotta be back and forth, man. And and definitely keep your favorite edits to yourself. Um, And don't, you know, don't be afraid to just keep that shit and be stingy and, you know, give give everyone else your your other stuff, I guess.
2: Yeah, for the most it's part, hard. we give out almost everything, and I try and have just uh, onesies and twosies, you know, but I feel like I always want to be more, growing. I make, I make
1: certain stuff for the pool. I'm like, that can go on the pool. And then I'm like, this stuff's mine. <laughs>
2: well,
0: I mean, you know that, like, people, you know, certain DJs will get. Uh, usage out of some stuff, even though you might not like it, or just you know, uh, just here's an intro edit, or you know, I do. You guys ever like look online, just see stuff that the the record pools don't have yet, and be like, oh fuck, we just need we need to put that in there. I totally. I feel like there should be, um, not a request like form, but like just you're informing like the record pool, like hey, I because I have all the record pools, and I go through and I go, oh shit, none of these record pools have this song. Like, this shit goes off in the club right now. I feel like there should be like a form or something, be like, just to inform the record pool, like, hey, like, you guys don't have this. You could be the first record pool to have this record if you wanted. I don't know.
2: There that, is. That might be a Sony record. Yeah. At this what? It yeah. might be a Sony what? record at this point. I think a oh. lot of the pools can't have Sony. So I think that's. Yeah, no, I heard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Probably specifically uh, a Sony. But yes. We always say actually to just message us or anybody if you know. Um, we look at the requests and the submission forms. Uh, yeah. We're always saying, and if if it's not on there for sure, we will get something made. Oh, so if you guys can. do have a submission? Yeah, we have yeah.
1: A, a submissions. It's like submissions at directmusicservice dot com where anybody can submit their own wow. edits or just ideas that we need. Like I think the other day I put up. We didn't. Scooter made some like blends of Morgan Wallen whiskey glasses. And I'm like, fuck, we don't even have the original up on the site. So I just made the original and stuck it up real Hell quick. Yeah. And it's not because I'm playing tons of Morgan Wallen at my gigs. I'm I'm not. I just made it for the pool, you know. <laughs>
0: yeah. Smart.
1: <laughs> you know, it's stuff like that. It's like, it's our job. Like that's why we're on the, you know, is to put shit like that up, you know, or yeah. if we notice it, we'll make it and get it up, you know. So and that's one thing I think some people like, I feel like it used to be not so much now, but it used to be like oh, this guy makes only rock edits. I can't believe that that's what he plays at his gigs. And it's like, you know, kind of got that stigma for a while where it's like, oh, oh I didn't
0: think about that. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> so it's, I don't think it's like that anymore. I think people kind of understand that, like, uh, you know, just because you're making edits of one thing, that that's kind of, you know, not what you're doing. You know, I might make a bunch of
0: house edits that I never get to play, you know, or much yeah. of bootleg or whatever. I feel like it's not like that anymore. I mean, I'm, there's always going to be people that, you know, I've <laughs> over the years, like, I've had meetings with like talent buyers and they're like, so like you're, you're strictly like rock. Right. And this is like, this is when I wasn't even playing any rock anywhere. And as I, I'm looking at myself, like, are you just looking at the way I dress? Like, what the fuck? How? Where'd you get that from? You know? Or uh, when I was yeah. with All Gold with Cheyenne and Nock, we were doing all trap remixes. So for like two years, club promoters and people were like, "Yeah, we're gonna do a trap night. You want to come and play?" I'm like, "Sure," you know? <laughs> yeah, man. It's it's. I don't. I feel like it's better now. I feel like people don't really think like that. But maybe that's just wishful thinking. Can I ask you guys a question real quick? Yeah. When you guys are, um, this is kind of like geek stuff, but this is a DJ podcast, so someone will get something out of it. Um, When you guys are making edits, what's on your
2: master chain?
0: When you're just doing like a, you're not using EQs, you're not using reverb or anything. Are you just limiter? That's it? I I do a basic edit.
2: I don't put anything on. I just keep it I keep it the original. And uh... the song's already been mastered and and everything. You You don't put a limiter? Uh Uh-uh. I do not a, Not if i'm just doing a basic edit then yeah. you're just using the the file the files it's yeah. it's already been mastered it's the whole the less you do to it the better it keeps it oh i get, no, already did it i
0: understand um i just i i always was taught to put a limiter on just because people you know some of these songs are made in fucking <clears throat> these crazy ass expensive you know setups and studios and shit and then when you put it into like able do you guys use ableton yeah, yeah. Wow. You guys don't even use limiters. I i mean, I guess, I mean, your ass shit sounds tight, so it doesn't matter, but I've always used to,
1: like on a, a bunch of old edits. And then uh, somebody was like another person who I really trust was like, yo, you see how, like when you're doing this, this is what the difference is between just the regular and what you're doing. And I was like, Oh, I, I didn't know that. So yeah. Ever since then, if I'm not doing anything, you know, um, automation like, or, or yeah, touching if, volume or anything, or warping, no anything. warping
2: or nothing. It's just like a basic chop, yeah. or just yeah. A basic yeah edit, see, sometimes uh,
0: I feel like it gives it uh, a more <clears throat> like a, a, a not a present sound, but um, a more modern sound. Like if you're taking a track that was made back in 2004, I always I always put a limiter or like Camel Crusher, which is Camel Crusher. There's a couple settings where it's basically just a, a hard limiter. And it it does look different in the wave, the waveforms, but I feel like it sounds a little bit better. It'll give it a little bit of a punch. And I I, I feel like I can trust my ears and send it to friends and they'd be like, oh yeah, that's dope. You know, it doesn't sound, it it slaps a little bit harder in, uh, in speakers, but to each their own,
2: you know, I, I honestly, some of my, some of my old edits were, I was using stuff, but I, I really just try and use my best judgment. And you know, once you play it out, you're like, I don't know, something's weird about it. I'll revisit it. Track to track, it really just depends. Yeah. Do you guys produce, yeah. too? Do you guys do your own like songwriting stuff? Uh, I was doing some stuff for a little bit,
1: and I kind of got away from it. I was working with another guy, and the stuff that he was good at was the stuff that I wasn't good at, and kind of vice versa, and he just got busy, and I got busy, and we, we haven't done it, so... And kind of gone in like a little bit of a different direction myself so i'm not doing as much of it I, I would eventually i would like to do some more but i just right now with everything that's going on i just don't know how I'll,
2: you know how i would fit it in yeah yeah i understand i that. just like being a dj to be completely honest with you i at one point i was doing it i originally that's what even got me into dj is i was in a band and i was uh doing recording engineering and she's d <laughs> 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 one of the greatest bands in the world um but yeah we um i was trying to just record bands and do all the stuff and i was in bands and realized that de- dealing with five or six other fucking knuckleheads was the worst and i could just be a dj and not have to answer to anybody so yeah it was much easier to just transfer transfer and so i just i just like being a dj i don't none of it bothers me i don't really care uh, yeah. what i'm playing anymore to be honest yeah.
0: with you. Before I forget, I want to show you guys this. You guys will appreciate this. Hold on. Oh,
2: yes.
0: It's my Fight Club <laughs> oh, my Fight awesome. Club soap bar I bought off Etsy. That's amazing. <laughs> right.
1: So tight. <clears throat> that's awesome.
0: You really can't see anything because this wall behind me is literally just a white wall with like a, <clears throat> a closet. But both sides of my office right here um, have just all retro shit that I've i've uh collected over the years i got a bunch of uh a bunch of a uh, whole jurassic park like area where i have the vhs and then n64 sega genesis i got a bunch of pogs i got fucking signed yes. posters and shit <laughs> yeah i pogs. need to set Man, this I up heard some... that
1: forever what pogs <laughs>
0: yeah yeah
1: <laughs> like used to collect slammers back in the day you know yeah you i got called. i got
0: all those man i saved those what else do i have i have uh some awards and shit i got some signed posters by like uh lincoln park just a bunch of crap in here this is like my office so it's i want everything to make me happy
1: oh that's cool i feel like a lot of djs are like collectors of 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 something and it's all we it's like It's because we're all fans of like pop culture in a sense of like what's current at the moment. and Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. And then it's like years later, it's the nostalgia of remembering uh, the moment. Like I just bought, uh, I just got it yesterday. I bought um, Cobra Snake's uh, like coffee table picture book he, he put out from like all the parties in LA and New York that he took photos of from like 2000 to 2010. So it's got like you know, old pictures of like Aoki or like Paris Hilton.
0: It's it's pretty cool. Pretty cool yeah. coffee table book. I'm going to have to check that out. That sounds like something I would like. Yeah. It's always fun to just collect stuff, especially if it's, you know, I got to old school, like Michael Jordan cologne. You could actually still buy that. I had that in like junior high, so. It's just up on the wall, you know, shit like that.
1: Um, real quick, one thing we wanted to talk to you about was uh, a little bit about the uh the Tasteless Gentleman show, and then your memes, like y- y- your meme page. You were you were doing memes like crazy before, uh, you know. Well, you're still doing some some meme stuff, um, dude. How are you not involved in doing like social media for for other companies? I feel like you should be like like marketing guru for, for somebody?
0: Um, I have, I've, I've worked with a couple of nightclubs and bars with that stuff. Uh, I was doing, I was making memes for uh Sunday scaries for a hot minute there. Um, that was a really good gig, man. Um, uh, people have told me that before they're like, man, you should get into like helping, you know, places, uh, bars and nightclubs that, you know, don't have their Instagram or Twitter up to par. And the thing is, is, I hate forcing that stuff. I hate it's like, it's like forcing a mashup or a bootleg or forcing, forcing like a song you're trying to make. It's pointless. If you're going to force it, it's not going to turn out. So I had a thing with like Sunday scaries where I was like, all right, just give me a month and I'll give you like, you know, 12 memes and you just pay me out there. Okay, cool. So that gave me a whole month to, to see a meme and be like, Ooh, I can make this into a CBD version of this meme. Or I just came up with one in my head or one of the people that would work for, uh, the company would be like, Hey, how about this? Um, I feel like I could do, I could help out some bars and stuff, especially, you know, I, the word meme scares people. Sometimes it, especially establishments, they're like, Oh, we don't want to be a meme account. And it's like, you don't have to be a meme account. Just, just know that there's some memes that fit what you're doing. And if they go viral or people like them, there'll be more followers on your page and it just helps everyone out. So, Bars yeah, are like I, the uh... biggest
1: hypocrites. <laughs> it's like what? they want to act like people don't come to their establishment, get fucked up, do a bunch of drugs in their bathroom.
0: They're like, oh, no, no. But don't exactly. post the meme. <laughs> yeah, Exactly. Exactly. So it's like, you know, and there's some places down here in San Diego that they don't care. They're like, we're going to embrace the fact that, you know, this is the place to come at 2am, you know, and, uh, get into some, get into some shit, but, uh, yeah, I'm still doing memes. I just, like I said, my Instagram got deleted after having, you know, 47 K followers on there. So now I'm, I'm down to like three grand. It's cool though. It's all the homies. It's all the people that, you know, want to follow me and, uh. The Tasteless Gentleman Show is shit, man. That's a weekly show. Yeah, uh, Each episode comes out on Sundays at uh, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We just go in the studio, and we have our buddy, Scoop. He used to be a DJ. Now he's an entrepreneur. We got my buddy, DJ Dom King. He's uh, another local San Diego DJ I've known for about a decade. And then two other friends that kind of rotate in and out. And uh, we just talk about whatever it sits we've known to we've been known to talk about you know things that a lot of people don't want to talk about and just have fun with it like we get so much so many people giving us shit and it's like i don't know with the climate right now with just like the economy and a lot of different movements and people believing in things it's 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 all fun and games but we get a lot of You get a lot of flack for that shit, but it's, it's what a lot of people are thinking. I'm not going to detail. I know I'm being very vague. I just don't want to bring that type of shit here onto this podcast. You know?
2: (laughs) Well, I, I listened to your podcast and I loved the, the, it was very much shit talking. And that's what I loved about it. It was all across the board. Like anything went as I was doing research, uh, for this episode, and listen and checking out all your stuff out. One, your website's really dope. I just think you have a good idea of what social media is. And so, as you're saying, you might be transitioning into other stuff than DJing. I was just wanted to say that uh, I think you have a, a great eye for what's what's cool and what people might want. Looking for uh, even just working with DJs, it doesn't have to be just a bar. You know, like giving DJs ideas of hey, don't just post twenty flyers on your page like show pictures of yourself or show pictures of, you know, other stuff. So just ideas, 80, 80% of what you post. And this is just something
0: I made up. You don't know. You guys don't have to listen to me, but 80% of the things you post on social media should be entertaining. Now there's a very like fine line, a very blurry line actually between what's funny, entertaining and what's not. And I think there are a lot of people, and me being one of them, where I, I I can look at something and be like, "Yes, that's funny," but it's not funny for everyone. It's just funny for you. And DJs posting flyers, especially in their stories, if someone else sees your story and then they repost it in a story, don't fucking repost it again. <laughs> you only need to see a flyer once. You guys understand what I'm saying? When I know else exactly in what their story, and you keep going, and there's another flyer, and there's another one, same flyer. Different person, different person reposting. I think you reposted. What the fuck are you thinking? What people don't like flyers, let alone fifteen flyers in a story. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm getting loud. You know, I'm getting out of hand. But I just that shit does, doesn't make sense. It doesn't. No, make sense. it's
1: perfect. That segues right into our last thing we were gonna ask you to do, which is our sixty second rant. So we put sixty seconds on the clock and we let you rant about whatever you want. So if you want to do it, we'd ha- be happy to to uh, run this you know high budget production video and then you could give us a rant
0: shout shout
2: let it all out
1: all right that was was racist
0: (laughs) (laughs) who made that
1: that was another uh drew pierce production
0: right there wow (laughs) Um. All right. So you want you want. So I got sixty seconds.
1: Sixty seconds.
0: All right. This if is gonna it goes be more. Over, it's, it's okay. All right. Uh. Yeah. Just don't. Uh. DJs that are think they're hot shit. Stop it. I. 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 I thought I was hot shit for a long time. You're not hot shit. We're all the same. Realize that sooner than later in your career that you're not hot shit and just get down to it and just work hard and 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 make friends. Be nice to people. I've fucking big time so many people and i regret it because i thought big timing people made me like a better dj and that's that's not how it is man just fucking be friendly to people and that's gonna no one's gonna think less of you because you're nice and i think as djs we have this like nah fam i'm fucking dope like don't talk to me it's like get the fuck out of here man what what do you think you are bro only person that can pull that off is diplo dude that's it that's my shit just don't be a fucking douchebag just make things funny and happy everyone likes to fucking laugh that's that's you go to my instagram man we laugh we have fun we're making fun of each other i don't think i'm fucking dope i don't in a a couple more years man everyone's gonna be playing emo music not because of me just because it's it's coming back dude i'm not special you know so that's that's that was my rant i guess oh it's great it's important life
1: uh life message for for anybody coming up that's that's kind of in an entertainment world whether you're a producer or dj you know whatever if you just be nice it goes such a long way i feel like
2: yeah just be we
1: just
0: nice. we yeah we think we have this like as you know even promoters do it too you know just you need to act like all badass and shit and stand out and it's like like i said i did that a little bit too uh when i wasn't spitting tequila on the owners but uh <laughs> yeah I think that's the, that's the day I learned. I was like, you know what? I'm going to quit be trying to be cool. <laughs> it's not working for me. Uh,
2: yeah. You know,
1: I I've got a story similar to that one in a different situation that I can tell you later. It'll be, uh, it'll be funny. Uh, But I unfortunately, worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm we're kind of running out of time for today. So we're going to have to um, wrap. So before we go, do you want to uh, hit everybody? With all your, your info and your Twitch and your social media, so they know where to find you at?
0: Yeah. So my shit's all over the place now since my Instagram got deleted. Um, my Instagram, I'll give you guys the link. We'll put it in the description, all that. But uh, my Instagram is Lil Shone underscore spelled L I L S C H O E N, and then underscore. And then everything else is just DJ Shoney. You guys come out and support on Twitch. Come out on Monday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 8 p.m. on Twitch and that's just twitch.tv pacific, slash dj shinoni
2: pacific standard
0: yeah pacific standard time um other than that just you know if you guys got you know questions about hear your hearing and shit or you know uh all the supplements we we're talking about let me know man because i'm 38 i'm falling apart so i think we're all in the mood to make our life better and and be healthier you know fuck anxiety and shit definitely
1: well, yeah. we appreciate you coming on the show today, and uh, that's going to wrap it up. So we'll see everybody next time. Thank you. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Peace.